The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Episode 35, Zooming Your Trials. My conversation with courtroom tech trailblazer, James Jamie Holland II of Holland Law. I'm Michael D. Eisenberg. I'm the Tech Savvy Lawyer, blogging at the TechSavvyLawyer.page and host of the TechSavvyLawyer.page podcast. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing lawyers, judges, and others in the area of law to talk about where they see lawyers new and seasoned, taking advantage of technology in their legal work, and how all lawyers can utilize technology to better their practice, improve their services to their clients, and enhance their own lives. My next guest is Jamie Holland. Jamie is a successful Florida-based trial attorney with decades of trial experience. He participated in the first virtual trial to ever be held in the United States. Join us as I interview Jamie from his firm's Zoom conference room, where we discuss his effective use of virtual conference room technology to help his practice thrive today and in the future. Enjoy. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. I appreciate you you asking me. I I appreciate uh, you taking uh, time out of your very busy schedule. The listener who obviously can't see uh, Jamie and I talking to one another, he has a great backdrop picture. And, and, and James, why don't you explain to the listener a little bit about that and the history behind it? Here's the backdrop. It was generated and utilized in the first virtual trial done in the United States here in Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. I, because I helped get that trial set up and helped with the, with the practice session to get the tech done, mm-hmm. um, I asked the tech officer, I said, can I get a picture of that? And he gave me a picture of it, and I now use it as my backdrop for almost all court hearings and frequently for depositions. Because if you can imagine, mm-hmm. you've got a head and shoulder shot of me. Yep. You've got the chair behind me, which is actually the chair I sit in in the Duval County Courthouse. And behind that, it's got the gallery of mm-hmm. the beautiful wood paneling of the Duval County Courthouse. And it, I've had many people, are you in the courthouse now? It, it looks that impressive it is a beautiful picture it's clearly austere in the sense that you are in a courthouse you are in a courtroom it is a very formal uh setting uh as james and i were talking about um uh off mic you know my backdrop is is my office uh, although today i'm at my uh friday uh you know casual wear so i'm not as uh, nicely dressed as james is and of course you'll see james photo and the backdrop um on the blog uh when I release the podcast. Jamie, tell us, what is your current tech setup? Here's my current tech setup. As I sit here for Mm -hmm. my Zoom room, Mm -hmm. I have a 75-inch big screen smart board TV in front of me. Mm -hmm. I have two Elgato LED adjustable lights. I can adjust the brightness or the temperature. Mm -hmm. And behind me, I have a roll-down green screen frame, and it's made by... E-Mart. It's just one of those things I think I got off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. But, and in front of me, I have a tabletop 
Logitech camera setup for which is essentially a conference room camera setup that shoots pretty good pretty good film but mm -hmm. it also has really good audio. What is your uh, DPI on your camera if you know? You know, I believe it's 1080. It's not okay. it's not 4K, but it's 1080 and that's that's as much as I want. If I were shooting in 4K, I would use so much bandwidth, I would be right. stuttering all the time. Well, if I may ask, what is your, do you know what your upload download is for your office? I don't know, but I can tell you when I first started using the setup with COVID, mm -hmm. my biggest problem mm -hmm. was not my bandwidth. My biggest problem was my firewall because it oh, was wow. compressing my bandwidth. Yeah. And I okay. had to have a tech in here for three days and oh, talk wow. about the firewall settings done right to stop the stuttering because I, it, and it came up ironically during these practice sessions for the first virtual trial. I was presenting mm -hmm. and I was the problem and, and, and that, that did not work. Uh, it, it, is, it is interesting how these little problems pop up and then they take, you know, hours, if not days to resolve. So it, you said Zoom room. Are you, do you have a separate room in your office for Zooming and a separate room for where you do your, you know, your, your legal work, if you will, your, your writing yeah. and, and whatnot? I do. I, I have set my conference room up as my Zoom room mm -hmm. because I'm finding more and more in COVID, mm -hmm. even post-COVID, 90% of the work I do is, is done on Zoom. Oh, my wow. conference room is rarely used even for depositions. Here's where I do it. Um, so I, I've essentially set my conference room up to do that, I can take the lights off the table, take the camera off the table, and convert it back into a conference room in five minutes. But it works really well for what I'm doing. So if we're in your conference room, what is your desk setup for when you're doing the, the pleadings and uh, other writings and research? Here's my desk setup. I've got a wireless keyboard. I've got my mouse. Mm -hmm. And I've got, usually I have in front of me mm -hmm. an iPad. Mm -hmm. And I have a separate laptop because okay. when I want to, you know, usually I'm looking at two or three different screens. One screen may be the case I'm referring to. Right. The other screen may be my outline. But yep. I need those screens in addition to the Zoom screen mm -hmm. just so I can keep on track. So you don't you don't use your laptop with other screens. Are you using the, the iPad through Sidecar or are you using your iPad as a separate device completely? I use my iPad as a separate device completely. Mm -hmm. uh, I use my laptop as a separate device completely. My mm -hmm. smart board has the mm -hmm. computer on board that mm -hmm. runs a Zoom. Okay. And I have it hooked in by, you know, Cat6 cable. It's hardwired into my network. Gotcha. Because I, I do not advise anybody to run Zoom on wireless. It's just too, the bandwidth varies too much. Gotcha. So which iPad do you have? I think I've got the, not the latest, latest but mm -hmm. the next to the latest pro in the largest screen format, just because these eyes, as they get older, need a bigger text. And does your iPad have the M1 chip? You know, I'd have to look at it. I think it, I think this pro is the one that came out right as the M1 chip came out. Okay, it's, excellent. It's fast enough. Okay, so it's powerful enough for what you're doing. Right. And, and, and I'll also tell you, I've got a the the keyboard. And I'm, I've, I've run through dozens of keyboards for an mm -hmm. iPad. Mm -hmm. I like this particular Macintosh keyboard with okay. the magnetic setup. And yeah. the reason for it is the screen tilt. Yeah. If I'm in a portable need for a Zoom, mm -hmm. I can use that screen tilt and adjust the camera angle. And it's perfect for Zooming. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, well, tell us, what about the laptop? Is it a Windows-based or is it uh, Mac-based? It is a Mac laptop. Now, I've got it where I can flip it over and use it on Windows if I absolutely have to use a Windows-based right, right. program. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's running resident in Mac OS. So, if I may ask, what do you use to run Windows on a Mac? I just use the embedded chip and I use Boot Camp okay. to flip it over yep. onto the Windows yep. side. Okay. Um, I've tried it where you can run, I think, Parallels is a program that yep. has been used. Yep. I found it bogged, bogged both sides down, the Mac side and the Windows right, side, right. to the extent that they're both useless. So I, I went ahead and went, I'll just reboot it and run it in Windows. And I'll reboot it again and run it in Mac if I need to. So, you know, I talked to a lot of attorneys who are hesitant to move from Windows to Mac. I mean, because, you know, Windows has been around, you know, since the 80s. Um, you know, some people are baked into WordPerfect, especially the older attorneys. And I don't mean that as an insult to anyone, but those who have been practicing for a long time um, and are afraid to just make that shift. What would you say to those attorneys who have concerns about moving from a Windows-based to a Mac-based um, setup? I prefer the Mac-based setup because I think it's more stable. There are mm -hmm. fewer problems and fewer mm -hmm. updates, and I think the security is far better in Mac than it is in Windows. That being said, I still got both, and I, gotcha. I I have found it necessary to have both because there are certain programs that I use mm -hmm. that are really niche programs, mm -hmm. but they only run in Windows. So I've got to I've got to keep my Windows around too. So we just had a podcast for trial the presentation. Software, you're probably talking about uh, TD360. Well, Jimmy, you know, recently we uh, released a podcast with Lisa Peck about Lit Software, where she uses tri Trial Pad, Transcript Pad, Doc Review Pad, Exhibits Pad. Do you use anything like that, or do you use that uh, product? Period. I use Trial Pad. I mm -hmm. use it. It's my go-to deposition program mm -hmm. for exhibit. Um, display, exhibit mm -hmm. highlighting, exhibit mm -hmm. underlining. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you why it really works well for me. I can organize all the documents I need into a single folder for that witness with mm -hmm. the case. And I can pull them up as I go. And as a matter of fact, I had two depositions this morning mm -hmm. where I just emailed directly from the program with the exhibits to the court reporter. And it, it really works very seamlessly. Mm -hmm. And it's also the easiest program I've found to ever teach another lawyer. I do a lot of co-counseling work. And right, one right. of the problems is we both have to be on a, on a similar tech level. Yep. I can teach them trial pad in 30 minutes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm going to send you a link um, after we're done to the podcast I did with Lisa. Uh, it's episode Perfect. 34. And I'll make sure I'll put a reference in the show notes to that. You might, you might enjoy that, just kind of hearing how another practitioner uses trial pad in their everyday uh, practice. Now, yeah. I, I've, I've seen the deposition program, which is mm -hmm. transcript pad. Yeah. I have thought for years I need to switch over to it because I enjoy doing so much work on my iPad. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the, the, the program that I've come up with has been text map and I've, I've used it for over 10 years mm -hmm. and I'm like those old Windows users. I'm so used to it. I just haven't wanted to take the time to relearn right. Right, in right. the transcript pad. But sooner or later, I'm just going to have to make the switch. Well, oh, actually, before we get on the questions, I do have one question for you um, back on your okay. hardware. So you talk about using an iPad, and it seems to be pretty ingrained into your practice. Do you use the Apple Pencil? I do when I'm using TrialPad. 
okay. the reason is the precision I get with the Apple Pencil when I'm mm -hmm. annotating documents right, right. is really far greater than I can get with my big fat finger. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's move on to our questions and starting with question number one. What are the three go-to pieces of software or hardware you use to improve your appearance in a Zoom hearing? I will give you the top three and I'm going to give them to you in order. Okay. First and foremost, the, the, the single biggest failure I see lawyers make is lighting. Mm -hmm. I use LED lighting, one to my right, one to my left, and I use adjustable so that I can adjust for the brightness and adjust for the color. And I can sit there and take my iPhone because the mm -hmm. lights are connected into my network. Mm -hmm. I can adjust the levels and I ordered them on, you know, they're, they're Elgato, E-L-G-A-T-O, air mm -hmm. lights, mm -hmm. but I can hook them into my cell phone with an app and adjust them on the fly as I'm sitting here. And that, that difference of having the light coming forward into your face and mm -hmm. then reflecting back into the camera mm -hmm. is huge. People rely on overhead lighting, you lose half your face because everything below your eyes is in shadow, and that's terrible lighting. The other worst mistake I've seen is have a big bright window behind you. Mm -hmm. And I've had judges comment on opposing counsel, sir, you, you look like you're in the witness protection program. And that's exactly what it looks like because all you get is a profile, and they're losing all of their, their, their ability to communicate with their face or, candidly, with their body. So first and foremost, get good lighting. Um, secondly, I use my iPad for displaying exhibits, mm -hmm. and I use it with a program called Reflector 3. So I can take on my smart board, open up Reflector 3, mm -hmm. and then I can open up my iPad content on my smart board. Okay. So it's very, very easy for me to show the judge and highlight with TrialPad exactly what I'm presenting to the court. And that's a very, very useful tool. If you're using Zoom, I would encourage you to try using TrialPad and Reflector 3. You mirror your iPad. Mm -hmm. just like you would if you were using an Apple TV. So it's a very, very useful tool. That would be my second tip. My third tip, and this is for doing presentations, for example, openings, closings, doing, you know, planned exhibits, mm -hmm. presentations where you know exactly what's coming. Within Zoom, if you go to your share screen mm -hmm. and you go instead of the basic function, you go up to the advanced function, mm -hmm. you can actually open the PowerPoint up as background. Now, what does that do? Yeah. It puts me in a small window in the corner of the screen, and it puts my PowerPoint up as my background behind me. So I'm literally narrating my mm -hmm. background, which is the perfect way to present an opening or a closing or any summation where you want to be seen, but you really want your content to be the focus. Roger. So those would be my biggest three tips for Zoom. You know, there, there are a few others. I, I think using Adobe Acrobat with bookmarks is mm -hmm. a great way to be able to narrate quickly through a document. Mm -hmm. and you, you go exactly where you go. I can do the same thing in TrialPad using, you know, they, they have a similar function. So either one of those, if you, if you don't want to get TrialPad, use Adobe Acrobat and, and set up bookmarks. Any others since we're on the quick list? Well, I'm trying to think. Here's another tip that I, the Logitech, it's a BCC 950, or I think that's a model number of the camera. Mm -hmm. 
The reason I like it is I can take a remote mm -hmm. and I can zoom in and zoom out. I can pan left, pan right. I okay. can pan up and pan down. It allows me to control the shot. And, gotcha. and nobody, whether you're in cinema, whether you're in film, whether you're in TV, mm -hmm. nobody's going to go on screen unless you can control the shot, the angle, and everything else. Right. And that's very important. And I, I will give you one other tip while I'm on the while I'm on this topic. Control your height level of how you sit right. to the camera level, to the screen you're talking to. Because I see far too many people put their screen that they're they're using right. off to the side, so they end up talking in profile. Well, what's the message that the jury's getting, or what's the message the court's getting? The message right. is you're turning profile like a convict doing a mugshot. That's not a very helpful message. No, I, I hear you on that one. And uh, normally I'm a little bit set up, better set up for uh, a conference call with uh, you today. Um, but when I'm doing Zoom hearings and conferences, you know, I usually have my camera right dead center and I have the photo or the video of the person whom I'm talking to right above the camera. So it looks like I'm basically talking straight into the camera. Um, just the one thing that I find annoying is when is cameras and the pot, excuse me, the um, stands they come with or the mounts they come with aren't really conducive to putting the camera dead center without creating a lot of mess of taking up room, getting in the way. You know, there's the wire, of course, there's the, you know, you have to have room in front of your keyboard and, you know, in front of your monitor so that there's enough room between the two, but also not too distant apart that you're not seeing the camera, some, I'm sorry, the video and being away from the camera so far away that you look distant and squinting all the time. Right. And, and uh, if we were having a conversation mm -hmm. and you were not making eye contact with me, right, it would make me uncomfortable at some level because right. I would think you weren't listening to me. Well, that's the same if you don't, if you're not looking through the camera at the screen to mm -hmm. who you're talking to, you're generating that same effect. And that's not, right. that's not the look you're looking for. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one thing is interesting you say that, and you talked about earlier about people, you know, reading to the left and the right, whether they have other monitors, other uh, computers or laptops on their sides is judges I've noticed have said, you know, look to, you know, the parties, look, I may be looking to my left. I may be looking to my right. Don't take offense. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Um, you know, even when I've done depositions in the past where, you know, I'm on my laptop, but I'm still deposing the individual in front of me, I always say, look, don't take offense. If I'm not always looking at you when I'm, you know, asking questions, it's not that I don't care about what you have to say. It's just that I'm either looking at my question, listening to what you have to say and or listening to what you have to say and think about what my next question is going to be. Um, but it is amazing how easily some people can get offended. And in reading the body language far more than you're reading the the verbal mm -hmm. or, or anything else you're you, you're you're trained up by evolution to read the body language first well let's move on to our second question what are three applications you use to annotate your zoom presentations for example okay. like graphics or sounds um to help you present your case well i'll give you the linear one the mm -hmm. linear one is powerful okay um and i use that in conjunction with the zoom advanced function for share screen mm -hmm. put the powerpoint up behind me i think if, if i know i've got a Define progression, A to B to C to D to E to F to G. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a linear progression. I'll use PowerPoint because it's it's very simple. It's very easy to, to create a PowerPoint, and I can do it very very quickly. So that's what I use for linear presentations. Mm -hmm. Now dynamic presentations. 
where I don't necessarily know what's coming, but I've got to be prepared to, to go multiple directions and it's right. not linear, I will use CrowdPad and mm -hmm. I will share screen using, uh, using Re Reflector 3. Now, it will tell you something about my setup. Okay. Even though I've got a 75-inch smart board, mm -hmm. that's not my only monitor. Okay. Next to it, I've got a 50-inch flat monitor next to it for documents so that I'm talking. We're having a conversation through the mic. All my Zoom is in front of me, but my share screen is off to the right. Now, I don't need to look off to the right to see my share screen. I've got it on my iPad in front of me, which is a which is a far better viewing angle. But right. what is on my iPad in front of me is reflected over to the right, so I still get a chance to glance over and monitor that everything's going the way I think it is in okay. Zoom. Excellent. So that's two. What's number three? Number three is I would probably say Adobe Acrobat. I love the bookmark feature. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of the same features you can in terms of annotation that you can do in, in Zoom itself, but because you can preset them, you can preset highlights, you can preset underlines, you can preset, mm -hmm. you know, redactions. I, I think that's a pretty useful program that most folks are used to using. And it's, it's just, it's relatively universal, even though it doesn't play as well with some operating systems as it might. So is, is having Adobe Acrobat redundant when you have TrialPad? or vis-a-vis, -vis, or do they carry out distinct functions? Well, here's what TrialPad does. TrialPad is really good for exhibit presentation. Okay. It's good for taking pictures. It's good for taking um, documents. It's good for taking video clips and putting them up to present them. But it's not necessarily the program you want to use if you've got a 2,000-page document case where you're going to be using or 20,000 or 200,000 page document case where I'm not the only one doing it. I've got staff going in and doing annotations, right. doing flags and bookmarks. Well, I want to use the broader, more universal program so everybody can get on board and use it rather than just me, my own little self-taught program of trial pad. Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate that clarification. I, I, I think, you know, for especially new practitioners, they're like, you know, they're trying to conserve funds and they're not always sure which software packages to get, um, which they, which items may turn out to be redundant, uh, which is the most effective. Well, now moving on to the third question, and, and this hopefully we have, you know, a little fun at <laughs> ideally at no one else's expense. What are three Zoom blunders you have heard about and what is your precautionary lesson for each? I'll go to really my background in theater and drama. Okay. First and foremost is costuming. Everybody thinks because they're sitting in their own home or sitting in their own office mm -hmm. in their own privacy that the rules of dress are different. They're not. And if you ask judges, mm -hmm. they expect the same formality and decorum on Zoom as you would have in their courtroom. So don't come schlepping in without a tie. Don't come in with no shorts on. Um, don't stand up and you've got no pants on. I mean, those are those are just no no. And 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 it's don't do it. You, you know, it's funny you talk about talk about costuming. Um, I remember an article from about an attorney in Florida who attended a Zoom conference hearing from her bed in her nightgown. And yes. I mean, if you want to talk about minimal, you know, not giving a crud, uh, I think that was. That was 
pretty obvious. And I think she got chewed out by the judge because like she looked like she woke up from sleep. And, and if that's the case, you ought to tell the court, listen, you know, I'm, I'm going to zoom. I'm not going to share video. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, Your Honor, but I, I'm not able to do that, whatever. But you're far better doing that, not sharing video at all, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than showing something to cash you in a bad light. Roger. All right. So that's we have one. What's number two? Second, as I've already talked about a little bit, is lighting. Mm -hmm. You can have the, and I'll go back to theater, you can have the best show in the world, best actors, best song, best dance. And if you can't see it, mm -hmm. nobody's going to watch it. So lighting is a key part of you. You've got to get the lighting down the level of the face, not above it, not below it. And, and it's got to be consistent, particularly if you're ever going to use green screen. If you don't have consistent lighting, don't use green screen because your face is going to fade in, fade out. The margins aren't going to work. It's going to look distracting and terrible. But if you get the lighting right mm -hmm. and you're not wearing a green shirt, Right. Green screen works really, really well, and I, I like it a lot because I can convey to the court using my present setup mm -hmm. that I am in a courtroom, I have the same decorum as if I were sitting in front of them, and that's how I want them to see me as a lawyer, and it makes a difference. Whether whether they note it consciously or not, they're still reading it subconsciously. And, and the other thing is, is sound. Microphones on most computers are really pretty bad. Mm -hmm. They are very tinny. They don't have a lot of dynamic range. And for a couple hundred bucks on Amazon, you can get a plug-in mic to your computer, put it on a stand, and improve your vocal tenfold just with that bit of investment. And, and courts will appreciate it. And you know who will really appreciate it? Mm -hmm. Court reporters. Because you can be heard and they can get a good transcript and they don't have to stop and interrupt you and say, I'm sorry, what was that? So, well, so, so let, lighting and sound. So let's go back uh, one step. I think you gave an example of, you know, a story about someone doing bad costuming. And I, I know I added to that. Do you, do you have any stories about hearing someone about poor lighting where it came up to be a problem? Yeah, I'll, I'll use the one where excessively backlit. I mm -hmm. mean, I was thinking it, but the court actually commented, sir, you look like you're in the witness protection program. It wasn't me. Okay, yep, it was my yep, opposing yep, counsel. Yep. And I was like, I'm glad the court said it because I didn't feel comfortable saying it to opposing counsel. But the court made a very good point, even in jest, that you need to change your lighting setup. It's not working. Well, how about a story for sound? Okay. Story for sound. I had a deposition mm -hmm. where the, and, and it was partially a microphone problem, partially it was a bandwidth problem. And the two amplified each other. The literally what should have taken an hour long to do a deposition took two hours because the court reporter couldn't get a good transcript because mm. the witness's microphone was terrible. Mm. Um, and they kept breaking up because you know if you've got bad bandwidth, you're mm -hmm. going to break audio and it's going to you're going right. to leave a gap. You got to go back and fill in the gap. If you've got bad dynamics on a microphone to boot, then you're not going to. You'd be surprised if you listen to a good mic and a bad mic, how much more you can pick up the words because you get the full dynamics. If you right. just take the upper range or the tinny range of the treble mm -hmm. and you lose the bass, mm -hmm. you're going you're gonna to lose a lot of those words. Well, it's interesting how you mentioned how bandwidth can affect sound. And, you know, not everyone has access to good 
internet Wi-Fi signal strength, which is unfortunate. Um, I mean, you know, thankfully where I'm at, I have a gig up, a gig down um, is what, you know, quote unquote paying for. I get, you know, anywhere between 300 to 700 uh, megabytes on average during the day. But um, now that's, that's kind of interesting how you, you mentioned that in your sound um, example. And in test the bandwidth, I do a lot of depositions on the road. Mm -hmm. Zoom has allowed me to, to actually travel and still do hearings. But even in a hotel room, I'm constantly using Oopla or one of the other speed tests, internet speed mm -hmm. tests, because mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm not getting anywhere close to that Zoom margin where things start breaking up or they right. start dropping my resolution down where I look like I'm pixelated because the bandwidth is dried up. So when you're on the road, do you bring like a MiFi or do you use the hotel's, uh, the hotel's internet or both? Generally, I use the hotel's internet and I use mm -hmm. my iPad. Now that's, and I use the, you know, I'll pull the, the, the backdrop of out of focus for my background mm -hmm. because I, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be seen sitting at a desk in a hotel room. That's just not a good look. Right. But I'll blend out the background using that setting right, and right. it still gives me a reasonably good look. And I will mm -hmm. tell you another, get that desk lamp that you get in a hotel room, mm -hmm. play with it. Mm -hmm. Play with the curtains, closing the curtains, because you get so much wash of natural light. Right. Play with the lighting until you get the look you want. Gotcha. And um, do you, you know, for instance, uh, and forgive me as I'm looking over here, I have a couple of Loom Cube, forgot the name, Loom Cube, Cube lights. And one nice thing about them is that some of them come with like sort of a, a suction cup adhesive that you can plant right on the back of your laptop and flip over. And right add the lighting to that. Now you mentioned about not having, not wanting to have direct light on you instead of indirect light. And of course you could always get two loom cube cameras or any uh, cameras and stick them on the left or right of your laptop. Right. Uh, to help give you that more angled uh, lighting. Um, so let me ask you this then, you know, being a experienced uh, road warrior uh, doing depositions and um, hearings offsite, what are your three travel tips that any lawyer should have when they're taking uh, their work with them on the road? Always, always, always have a backup because, and this goes for not only being a road warrior, this mm -hmm. goes for any time you use tech. Mm -hmm. If you don't have plan B, mm -hmm. don't use tech because plan A, sometime down the road, Murphy's Law is going to kick in mm -hmm. and it's going to fail. And you better be fully prepared and ready to go plan B. I carry my, my iPad. Mm-hmm. I carry my laptop. Yep. So I've got belts and suspenders. And if worse comes to worst, I also have, although I'd, I'd hesitate to use it, but if, if it came down to missing a hearing or being present, I'd use my iPhone. Okay. And you have got to do an inventory check. And I will tell you this, you've got to do an inventory check for charger. Because the worst thing to do is get out there ready to do your, your, your hearing and your battery's on 13%. And right. you might or might not make it through it. Well, you know, not only the chargers, but you got to make sure you have the right wires. Uh, mm -hmm. That happened to me once. I had like all the wires except the one I really needed for that point. And I had to get something done, you know, by midnight. It was done. That was taken care of. But I had to play some games with some of my other devices because what I really wanted to use versus what I was stuck using was because apparently on that trip, I didn't bring that one wire and hadn't recognized it until too late. Um, so we talked about backup. Uh, number two. Number two, 
here's another in a pinch. Mm -hmm. You can take if you if you're a camera nut and you have a DSLR camera. Mm -hmm. You can actually on most cameras with the right cabling, you can take your the HDMI mini out mm -hmm. to an HDMI M in, mm -hmm. and you can run a camera. And sometimes you have to you have to carry a video card converter. Mm -hmm. You can take a DSLR camera and turn it into a um, turn it into a, a webcam, and it's the quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, I use the Logitech simply because it's 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 handy. If I'm doing a super high tech show, mm -hmm. I'll get my Nikon Z camera. I'll put it on a camera on a tripod. I'll get the right lens so that the background kind of blends out, and I'll use that as a webcam because the the step up in, in video quality is worthwhile if I need to. And, and the, the other reason I bring it up is if you have a camera and you know how to plug it in your computer and you've already mm -hmm. done that, mm -hmm. it's a good backup. Because you never know when, when that little small dioded camera on your screen is suddenly going to decide to give up the ghost. Well, that was two. Uh, what do we have for number three? Always like to ask season threes. All right. Third Road Warrior. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this, this, the same costuming. Gotcha. Double check. Double check your wardrobe before you leave home. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, in years past, I've been practicing for over 30 years, so I've, I've flown to distant cities only to realize I left my suit at home. And for, fortunately, there was a quick tailor. I could get something very quickly. Right. I've done that twice in my career. But the same thing applies for Zoom. I mean, and not all gift shops and hotel rooms can you get an extra shirt? Can you get an extra right. tie? Can you right. get an extra suit coat? But it's always a good thing to, do I have my computer? Do I have my backup? Do I have my charging cords? Do I have my wires? Do I have my wardrobe? Mm -hmm. You know, speaking of backups, just going back a second, have you ever used your, your iPhone for uh, Wi-Fi to your laptop and or iPad on the road? I have done that um, it, and with some, some success. If you're on a good network, mm -hmm. a 5G network, yeah, good bandwidth. Sometimes the the throughput beats wireless. Um, so I, I have done it. I still my priority of connections is as follows: hardwired to a network. Mm -hmm. That's my first priority. Right. Wireless with good bandwidth and throughput is my second priority, and cellular would be my third. Well, going back to that list specifically, there is a really good Mac Power Users episode. Um, that I'll put in the show notes where uh, Dave and Steve talk about networking in the home and office uh, that provided some really good tips and tricks. Um, a little bit is technical, um, but it's it's all doable and you could always hire someone to you know bring them in to help improve your internet speeds at your desk and of course um, your devices throughout the house. And listen, if you, if you can take different devices Mm -hmm. For example, I use my MacBook, I use my iPad, yeah. I use my SmartBoard, and if you can split the bandwidth on each one, mm -hmm. my SmartBoard is hardwired, Right. my iPad is on my office network, right. my MacBook I could connect cellularly through my cell phone, mm -hmm. well, those are three different bandwidths. I'm not yeah. using the same pipeline for all of right. my data, and it's, right. it's, it, it just, it's, a, it's a way to avoid those bottlenecks. Well, I have to ask, which iPhone are you uh, currently using? Because my daughter needed a new phone, <laughs> and I wasn't going to get her the 13, 
Yeah. I gave her my 12 and I took the 13. I didn't like that 13. I've had it for two days and I like it pretty darn well. It's pretty quick. Excellent. Yeah, I uh, I have mine on order. I'm just waiting for it, but I've been using the 12 Pro Max, which you know I've enjoyed and love. Um, they're 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 great devices. And I, I've got the 13 Pro Max and traded up from the 12 Pro Max. Yeah. My daughter's the new recipient as of today of the 12 Pro Max. But I, I do have a suggestion. If you're going to be doing a lot of tech, watching video depots, that sort of thing. Right. Do not, do not, do not scrimp on the storage. Go right. ahead and get the biggest storage you can. Yep. Yes, is it costly? Absolutely. But you will, it beats the frustration of running out. Which, of course, I guess your your daughter is going to be thrilled because I'm assuming the 12 Pro Max she got has a lot of storage, which means she can put her videos and movies and other media on there without any problems. She's going to be ecstatic. And, and the other thing about having big storage, mm -hmm. it's not as selected as other devices. It's not the kind of the general consumer bandwidth All right. or the storage choice. Generally, you can get the high storage devices faster than you can the, the standard cons consumer storage options. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I have to wait until November 11th through the 18th for my phone to arrive. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Do you notice a significant difference between the 12 Pro Max and the 13 Pro Max? I know you've only had it for a couple of days. You know, I haven't had it long enough to, to notice the difference. I will tell you what I have noticed is mm -hmm. the battery life mm -hmm. is significantly improved. You know, I can go a day and a half before I forget to put it on the charger without a lot of problems. And most, with the, even with the 12 Pro Max, which was pretty good on battery, Mm -hmm. I needed to plug that in every night. Well, so do you travel with like a backup battery of some sort for your phone and perhaps other devices? I do have a little stick battery that I use. It's it's only for emergencies, mm -hmm. um, but I do have it and it's it's very useful. I I used to carry, you know, when, when the iPhone's battery life was not so good, right. I'd carry two or three, but the, the battery life's gotten well enough or good mm -hmm. enough so that I don't have to carry as many options. I just carry one small one that'll get me through a pinch and a phone call. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jimmy, I want to thank you for being a guest today on the podcast and also uh, for sharing everything that you've, we've been talking about. Uh, where can people find you? The easiest place to find me, and it's, it's a really hard email address. It's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, yep. Yep. at Holland, H-O-L-L-A-N-D, yep. dot law, L-A-W. Just send me an email, drop me an email. That's the best way to reach me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, again, thank you again for being on the podcast. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the TechSavvyLawyer.page podcast. Our next episode will be posted in about two weeks. If you have any ideas about a future episode, please contact me at michaeldj at the TechSavvyLawyer.page. Have a great day and happy luring.